Glory be to God. Hallelujah. If we got any little kitties, you can go ahead and go to CIA. I believe there'll be people in there waiting for you. And the rest of you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Children are a blessing. And those of you that are serving with our kids, I forgot to give you all my scriptures up there, but you can follow along. Oh, okay. I don't have that. They're quick, they're sharp, they're bright up there. Hey, ladies, I know they'll catch up. They'll stay with me. But anyway, children are a blessing. And I just got back from uh, Branson on Thursday night. I was there for about a week, and I was with James and Esther and, of course, little Eden. And she turned a year old, and it was so cool to see the celebration of her little life. And, boy, they went all out, had this big, elaborate, really, party. And they bought these really expensive little cupcakes and desserts and little cakes and everything. And it was kind of funny. At the party, um, they, you know, they put her in her high chair. Esther decked out her little high chair, decorated it all up, and just put this great big cupcake there and the little candle in it and we're singing happy birthday to her and so then Esther decides well she's got a taste of this so she took a big gulp of the a big thing of a finger of the icing and stuck it in her mouth and all these people are there oh she's so cute she had this little pink tutu and these gold little tights and all of this and at one lick of the frosting she started going and then she just just spewed it everywhere and at that moment you know most people were going ah how awful and I was going this is amazing because I knew that James had entered into true fatherhood he put out both hands and caught it was trying to keep it from getting on her little outfit huh well no Somebody asked me today if I was going to talk about Eden, so I wanted to tell you that one one little lovely thing about the birthday party. But anyhow, no, it was what it spoke to me, though, really. It did speak to me because I'm like, he is a man of God. He is a true dad, for sure. So I'm changing all of these diapers and doing all of this stuff and feeding her, and now he was catching her puke. That's amazing to me. Praise the Lord. Whole new level, yeah? <laughs> it was just bottle. It wasn't like it was... But anyhow, we won't go into detail. So, <laughs> so like I said, you know, while I'd spend in the, a week there, and I, I was watching her during the days so while they were at work, both of them, and uh, they don't have any cable TV in their house. And so mostly we were watching kids' videos, Eden was very uh, direct in what she'd want. I'd put one on, then she'd point to another one, and I discovered right away that the veggie tails were her fave. And I would like to report all of you that might have little kids or grandkids, Larry Boy is alive and well. He's still ruling and reigning. Hallelujah. It was so fun. But anyhow, a couple of times I called Pastor Mark, and I'm like, uh, well, I called him every day a few times, but I would say, like, what's happening in the world? I wasn't watching any news. I wasn't seeing anything. I was in baby land. So what is happening in the political realm? And, you know, it's kind of sad but true. He kept saying, not much, nothing new. And I got to thinking about the polls and all this stuff and the positions of the candidates. You know, this one and that one, they're all saying that they're going to win. They're all still predicting that they will win. But as I was praying about this message, I just kept getting it on the inside of me. We got inside information. Told you this morning I was going to tell you who was going to win, didn't I? 
I guess a lot of people didn't believe it because they didn't come. But anyhow, (laughs) the inside information is this. We win. God wins. Hallelujah. The person that God wants in the position of authority, positions of authority, are going to get in those places because the church is rising up and the church is praying. The church is doing what Pastor just said. We are confessing the Word of God. We are releasing our faith. And God hears and God answers the prayers of His saints. James 5:16. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, it availeth much and it makes tremendous power available. So God wins. We win. That's what I'm declaring because we are on the winning side. God is on the move. There is a spiritual awakening happening in our nation. Glory to God. I mentioned it in the 9 a.m., not the 11 a.m. this morning, but yesterday, some of you may not have known everything that was going on in our nation, but it was amazing. April 9th was a significant date, I believe, on God's calendar, and it certainly was for the body of Christ. On the East Coast, there were 40 to 50,000 believers that were gathered right outside the Capitol. And they were there, first of all, they were honoring the memory of Martin Luther King, his legacy. He was killed in April of 1968. I believe April 9th was the day of his funeral and his burial. So they were all gathered together there. And they called it the United Cry. It was amazing. They had leaders of different various denominations and and ministries all on the same platform, all crying out for healing in our nation. Amen? Crying out for revival and crying out for an awakening. At the same time that that was happening in our nation's capital, in L.A., down at the Coliseum, there were thousands gathered there as well. And they were celebrating the 110th anniversary of the Azusa Street outpouring, the the first outpouring of all those people getting filled with the Holy Ghost was April 9th, 1906. Glory to God. They were there, and they were praying, and oh, man, I was, I was like, oh, which one do I watch? So I decided to watch both, so I had one on my phone and one on my iPad. I was just getting so blessed at what was happening from coast to coast in our nation. And down in L.A., they had people from all different walks in the body of Christ. They had all different nationalities represented. And I particularly got blessed. They had a whole bunch of Native Americans. And they were praying prayers over our nation in their native tongue. And then they, whoa, they started doing a war dance. And I got up in our, in our, in our family room and pastor was like, you got rhythm when you get into that groove. I said, yeah, that's what's in my blood. I might not be a soul sister, but I'm an American native sister. Hallelujah. I was getting blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And they ended the night with Bill Johnson and the group from Bethel. They were just, oh, those young people, such worship. Hallelujah. 
glory to God. And at the same time, right in the middle of our nation, in Branson, Missouri, Brother Kenneth Copeland was holding a believer's, what do they call it? Believer's victory campaign. Woo! That's a good word. Believer's victory campaign. Hallelujah! Thousands were hearing the Word of God and being healed. And the same thing, offering their supply in prayer for our nation. Hallelujah! James is on staff there now, and he was so diligently serving. Kenneth Copeland, we went and picked him up on Tuesday night. After he got off work, there were three semi-trucks out there on the parking lot. They had to completely tear down Faith Life Church. PT, you'd love that. They had to tear down their sound, the lights, their whole platform, and set up for Kenneth Copeland's ministry. They were working really long hours. But you know what? James came home Wednesday night, and I was so proud of him. He said this. He said, it was a lot of work today, and I know it's going to be work through the weekend. But he said it was so awesome that when they were getting ready to do this, all this work, they called everybody from Faith Life. There was those on staff, and there was a big group of volunteers, and they had them all get in a circle on the platform. And then it was probably Barry Tubbs. It was one of uh, Kenneth Copeland's uh, ministry leaders, and he said, I just want you all to know everything that you're doing matters. If you're sweeping the floor and James and his buddy had been painting the curbs, if you're painting the curbs, whatever you're doing. He went around the circle and they had on their little staff name tags and he was calling them by name. James, what you're doing right now matters for the kingdom of God. And James came home so pumped up. And one of the things he said it kind of like this, everything we do in and for the kingdom always care, is always bigger than ourselves. It carries an eternal weight of glory. And of course, with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, it was going around the world and millions of people were watching that broadcast. But I want to tell you tonight, whatever you do, if you get on your face and you pray, it's bigger than yourself. If you serve in the nursery or with the kids or greet at the door, whatever you do, it's bigger than that act that you are doing because it has eternal value and weight in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And as I was thinking about all this prayer that was going on yesterday from believers on both coasts, isn't that awesome? both coast and in the middle of our nation, that it does matter. Our prayers make a difference. It gives God God entrance into the affairs of our life and into the affairs of our nation. I got this title tonight. We're going to talk about victory, but this title is that we are positioned for victory. We're positioned for victory in our individual lives, in who we are in Christ Jesus. But our nation is positioned for victory. Victory is our cry. Hallelujah. 
He's given us victory from the Most High. Hallelujah. So let's begin right now looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 7. In the New King James, it says, but 57, that's right, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Y'all know this. But thanks be to God, say it with me, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This ought to be our attitude. I don't care what the devil say. It's going to go God's way. God's way in my body. God's way in my mind. God's way in my finances. God's way in my relationships. God's way in our nation. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's lift our hands and just thank Him. Thanks be to you, Father God. Thanks be to our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Woo! For giving us the victory. Do you know, He's never lost at anything. Did you know that nothing is too big or too difficult for our Lord Jesus Christ? Death could not even hold him down. Hell had to loose him and let him go. When you begin to think about how big he is, how awesome, how powerful, do you think your car payment is really too difficult for him? Do you think that that disease trying to attach itself to your body is too strong for him? No, not when we know we serve the most high God. Jesus is the victor. He's the victor. We just celebrated Easter. He's the victor over death, hell, and the grave. And guess what? He turned around and he gave us the victory. This says right here, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I like this verse in the Amplified. It adds another word. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory in the Amplified, making us conquerors. In the Amplified it says, making us conquerors. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're conquerors in Him. We are not the conquered. We are not the defeated. We are conquerors. We can conquer anything that the devil throws our way. He causes us to win in every situation. And I like Romans 8, 37 in the Amplified. It doesn't say that we're just conquerors. Yet, amid all these things, we are more. Romans 8, 37. We are more. More. Everybody say more. More More than a conqueror. 
Hallelujah. And then it says, and we gain surpassing victory through him who loved us. I think that word surpassing sounds really awesome, don't you? It sounds good. So I decided to look it up. Surpass means to excel, to be superior. And surpassing meant this, surpasses the average or the usual. Hallelujah. He makes us way above average. You and I are not average. You and I are not normal. Hallelujah. We are supernatural. We have surpassing victory. Glory be to God. We're way above average. We're way above what the world says we should be or how we should live. Why? Because he has raised us up far above. We're far above all principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world, of this age. Hallelujah. That sounds like victory to me. That sounds like positioned for victory. If you really want to get into where you are seated and what position has been granted unto you, then you need to read the book of Ephesians chapter 1 through chapter 3. Particularly, it talks about where we are seated. We have a seat of authority. We have a place and a position that's been granted to us through what the Lord Jesus Christ has wrought for us. And it's not a little broken down folding chair way off in the corner in heaven. Hallelujah. We've been raised up and made to sit together with Him. We're seated with Him. That's surpassing That's excelling. That's superior. That's beyond average. Or anything else that we can do for ourselves. Now listen to these definitions as well. The word victor. One who vanquishes or defeats an adversary. The word victory. To conquer. To overcome. To triumph. God wants us to triumph in every area of life. He wants us to reign as kings in life. R-E-I-G-N. Reign as kings in life. He doesn't want life, R-A-I-N, reigning on us and defeating us and keeping us down. No, come on up and take your place. Reign with him in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Reign as the victors that he called us to be. Some of you are looking at me like, well, we know those verses. It's not what we know that matters. It's what we do and what we act on that will guarantee the victory. So even if you think you've heard all these verses before, have an open heart and say, Woo, I'm receiving that. I'm coming on up. Coming on up. We sang that song. We're going deeper. We're going higher. We're coming on up. 
to that position that has been granted to us. We're taking our position of victory. Amen. Now, we are not told in the Word of God that we're never going to face any troubles. Have you all found that out? As believers, difficulties are going to come our way. But we don't center in on that, and we don't get all down and defeated by that. We listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, you are in the world, and when you're in the world, you're going to have tribulations. And some people just stop reading right there. That's over in John. Some people say, oh, Jesus said it. Jesus said, when we're in the world, we're going to have tribulation. So here I am, and I sure am tribulating. But that's not the end of the verse. There's a but in that verse. Heard somebody say, when you see a but in the Bible, find out what it's there for. Hallelujah. It connects to something else. He said, in the world, you're going to have tribulations. But... Be of good cheer. Why? I have overcome the world. Overcome was one of the definitions of victory. We have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have overcome the world through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We've been given the weapons, the power. And the authority needed to live in victory. We have an enemy. He is defeated. But we have to enforce his defeat. We have to walk on him in the name of Jesus. And when we know where we're seated, seated up there far above all principalities and he tries to rise up and cause havoc in your body, in your house, whatever is happening, you just remind him, oh no, you get right back down there. You are under my feet. I am part of the body of Christ. He is the head and I am the body and the feet are in the body and you are under my feet in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're treading on him. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. Just want to feed this into your spirit tonight, into your heart, that we are victors and we are overcomers. Hallelujah. For whatever is born of God overcomes. There it is again. What do we do? We overcome the world. The world doesn't overcome us. We overcome the world. And then it's got the word victory again. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. What is it? Our faith. How do we tap into this victory that's been provided? Right here's the answer. By faith. You might say, well, I don't know if I have enough faith. Are you born again? How many in here are born again? Do you know how you got born again? You believed it in your heart and you confessed it with your mouth. By faith are we saved, not of works. It's by faith that we are saved. If you had enough faith to say, Jesus, be my Lord, then you got faith to be an overcomer. It's the same faith. We have to develop it, but it's the same faith. 
So how do we please God? How do we please God? Well, the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. You want to walk in victory. You want to be an overcomer. Then we need to develop our faith. Amen? Amen. Do you always feel saved? You don't have to raise your hand, but I think I know the answer. Do you always feel God's overwhelming presence? Do you always feel like, oh, I'm just so blessed. I'm so victorious. Well, we know that the answer is no to that. But let me remind you, according to the Word of God, we're no longer ruled by our emotions or our feelings. Our spirit man is the one that's alive unto God. Our spirit is where Jesus, the victor, lives. Hallelujah. We're in a new family. We got a new position. And what is this position? We are positioned for victory. Everybody lift your hands and say, thank God. I got the victory. Hallelujah. Now, verse 5 says, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Got any believers in here? Yeah. Everybody's a believer. Wave your hand. Well, if you are a believer, then guess what you are? You're an overcomer. you got a new name. You're no longer under. Hallelujah. You're not Mark the under. You are Mark the overcomer. Hallelujah. Defeat and failure are taken out of our name and our vocabulary. Now let's look at that passage, 1 John 5, 4 in the Amplified. For whatever is born of God is victorious. This is out of the Amplified, just listen, over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Just a little bit better way of saying it. Whatever is born of God is victorious. You got the victory. Amen? I got the victory victory now. When I was looking at that, that's right. We we can call ourselves Vic, but not victim. We are no longer victims. We are victors. There's too much victim mentality in the body of Christ. And I know... that people go through difficult things. And we don't minimize the hurts and all of the rejections and all this junk that you may have had the opportunity to buy into. But when we get into the Word of God and we start rising up to our place and our position in Him, we start saying, hey, you know what? I'm not a victim anymore. Anybody that's got the victor living on the inside of them doesn't have to walk around feeling, oh, they did this and they did that. No, we know who we are in Christ Jesus. And we begin to rise up and walk in victory. Amen. Well, I believe that the church is learning to walk as victors in this life and to walk in our God-given authority and to live a life free from fear. Fear is rampant right now in the world. Fear in our nation. Fear of terrorist attacks. Fear of financial disaster. 
fear of accidents. I mean, it's just, you turn on the news and it is there. It's bombarding us, trying to get us to buy into that mentality of something bad is going to happen to me. Oh, I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of that. Fear will paralyze people. Fear is from the pit of hell. But there is a verse that tells us that Jesus took the sting out of death. I like this chapter over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And the the few of the verses, we won't read all of them. But if you want to see what it's really talking about, it's talking about that we are spirit. And we are not just a body. Really, I like this one. I don't think I wrote that down, but this is in the King James. I want to read it. In verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Woo! That's talking about the rapture of the church. The day is coming when the trump shall sound and the dead in Christ shall arise first. If you've got a loved one that's gone on to be with heaven, I think it would be kind of cool to be out in the graveyard and be in the cemetery and watch all of the Christians come up out of the grave. Woo! And that mortal body that just becomes immortal. Hallelujah. You and I are going to be changed. And then it goes on and says, For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Say this with me. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. This is telling me that Jesus took the sting out of death. It goes on, it says here, verse 55. Oh, this one it just gets gooder and gooder. Oh, death. Where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The next verse. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. And then let's read this one together. Verse 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Woo, thank him again. Thanks. Be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord, Jesus Christ. Jesus took care of every fear and every sting of death. Fear, the basis of all fear, is really wrapped up in fear of death. Ooh, if I get sick, I'm afraid I'm going to die. Oh, I can't drive my car because I'm afraid I'll get in a wreck and crash. Oh, what's some of the other ones? Ah, if I lose my job, I'm not going to have any money. 
and we can't buy food, and we're going to starve to death. I can't fly because the plane may crash, and I'll be killed. All of that is wrapped up in the fear of death. But these verses that we just read said, thanks be to God. Hallelujah. He took the sting out of death. Jesus has victory even over the grave. There's no other God that can say that. Muhammad can't say that. Buddha can't say that. Confucius or whatever their names are, none of them can say that. If you go to their tomb or their gravesite, they're there. But if you go to the tomb of our Lord Jesus Christ, woo, he's not there. He is risen. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He took the sting out of death. For the believer, we don't have to fear death. Earth is the only hell a believer will ever know. Earth is the only heaven an unbeliever will ever know. Jesus says, for the believer, there's no sting in death. It's only a shadow that we pass through. The worst thing, the absolute worst thing and lie that the devil can tell a believer is I'm going to kill you. This is going to take you out. You know, we ought to just go, well, ha, ha, ha. No, you're not. But even if I were to die, you don't win. Because even if my body was to drop dead right now, I'd immediately be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no sting in death for the believer. We don't have to fear death. Now, some of you are looking at me like, well, are you saying I'd be better off dead? Are you saying I might as well quit and just die? No, no, no. Absolutely not. You need to stay put. Run your race. Finish your course. Live life to its fullest. We want to hear Well done, thou good and faithful servant. None of us want to hear well or undone. We want to hear well done. So use your faith. Walk in victory over death. Walk in victory over sickness and disease and finish your course. But don't live in fear. Don't be afraid to step out. And obey God. We got victory over fear. Don't be afraid. I just got this today as I was praying. Don't be afraid to enjoy life. There are people that are afraid to take trips. To leave their house. They're always bound that something bad's going to happen to me. When you get liberated into the worst thing. That could ever happen is my body dropped dead and I'm going to be with Jesus. Then it just does something to you. You're just bold to go ahead and just live your life. Go ahead. Just witness for Jesus. Go ahead and travel the world if you want to. Hallelujah. Woo. We got victory. We got victory. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord. 
I know when Dale and Rolla, when you go to the Philippines, you can't go there in fear. I talk to you, sis. I know you got to use your faith and you go in faith. Hallelujah. Whatever we do, we do for the glory of God. And we know that I'm on the winning side. Hallelujah. I know he has given me the victory. I know I am above and not beneath. Pastor said it tonight. I'm the head and not the tail. I am more than a conqueror. And he always causes me to triumph. Our last scripture, and I use this one a lot, but I like it. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Can't talk about victory without reading this one. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 2.14. Hallelujah. Woo! Everybody say glory! In the Amplified. But thanks be to God. In the Amplified. Which always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. Through us, He spreads and He makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. He leads us what? He leads us into triumph. We are trophies of Christ's victory. Every time that we walk in victory, every time that we walk above the attacks of the enemy, it's like Jesus has a big trophy case and he sets it down and he says, in your face, devil, look at this trophy. Look at this one. Hallelujah. They're more than conquerors. Look at this one. They're confessing the word of God. They're enjoying victory. Hallelujah. And then don't you like this? Through us, he spreads and he makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and go, I smell something. <laughs> Yep, I smell it on him. You know what it is? It's victory. There's a scent. There ought to be a scent on us called O2 Victory. Woo! And wherever we go, we're spreading that scent of victory. We're spreading that fragrance that I am fear free. Hallelujah. We're spreading that fragrance that I'm trusting God and I got the peace of God all over me. I got the love of God welling up on the inside of me. You and I, we're called, it says right there, to spread, to give evidence of the knowledge of God everywhere. We give proof, hallelujah, proof that Jesus is alive. Proof that Jesus has given us the victory. We got the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to read the words. Musicians, you can go ahead and come up. I want to read the words to this old hymn, at least some of them. Victory in Jesus. Any of you know that? I heard an old, old story how a Savior came from glory, how he gave his life 
on Calvary. There it is. To save a wretch like who wants it? Terry, would you like to stand and lead us in that? <laughs> his groaning of his precious blood. Well, I think, can we sing it? Looks like we got the words up there. Let's all stand. We're going to sing this song. Hallelujah. We've got the victory because he shed his 